This is the Vessels Podcast brought to you by Ask Us Why Christian Apparel. We live in a day and age where every opinion, ideology, and philosophy is at the touch of a button. But actual truth, truth only found in God by revelation of his word, is what can bring us true life and fulfillment that we were created for. And this podcast exists to help you navigate those day-to-day challenges that we face with a biblical and youthful perspective that brings you guidance and clarity in a world of confusion and distraction that ultimately should bring you closer to Jesus. We hope you love this podcast. And with that being said, let's get to it. guys we are back live in the lion's den i flipped my hat around so i look like a different person yeah we're gonna pretend like this is a different day oh. these aren't back-to-back episodes. put your hoodie on hoodie alley different person out. hoodie alley instead of hoodie allen that that's actually funny. pretty funny hoodie alley hoodie alley that's funny nice uh we're here live christian connor and alley how we doing today folks i've how recovered good still married recovered uh, from still my marriage. it's a miracle <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what were you saying, Christian? I've recovered from my panda. I feel better now. <laughs> I do feel better. I don't feel it's, as full. It sat for a little bit. Just took a fat poopy <laughs> podcast. I didn't. What was your question Not you're going to ask us? Later. Guys, this is, this is a serious question. Oh. And oh. I really need to get your guys' take on this. Thanks. Not be I can't tell if he's being facetious. Guys. The way he's smiling. Guys. Are there more wheels or doors uh. in the world? I just was thinking doors? about that. I saw some, like, <laughs> Have you not heard about this debate? This is the debate happening around the world right now. It's Are like, there more wheels of, or are there more doors? What type of wheels? Like any, like just car wheels? You know, it doesn't, they don't specify. So wheels I doors. can okay, say one thing. Wheels, if they don't wheels or tires? I'm thinking it's just wheels. What about yeah. tires? No, like, not is there tires. A difference there? Wheels, the actual okay. wheel itself. Okay. But here's my thing is, is the door but every has bathroom to work. stall has a door. Every laundry mat so, has no, no, no. a door. Okay, well, we're getting to where your side is, door, but I need to door, clarify door, door. first is that the wheels need to be able to rotate and move, not just a, like a still one, and the doors have to open. So let me give you two examples of how vice versa work, maybe. Uh, Hot Wheels cars is a big one that people like to make claims of because the wheels work, but technically it has doors, but those doors don't open, right? Mm. So that doesn't count. Um, and then vice versa, if you have like, pictures of wheels or like it's a it's a uh, mold of like a uh, like a toy but it's not made to roll or anything then that wheel doesn't count as a wheel well i think if you even look in this room your chair has more wheels than there are doors in this room wait is it just car so wheels or all no, sorts all of wheels, wheels. all wheels and all doors as long oh. as they work and here's my so thing well, here's my thing i wheels. i am 100 percent team doors I kind of believe I kind of want to go with the doors too. Because here's the thing is is they'll use the Hot Wheels car or card, but then like for regular cars, all the doors work. So you get four doors and four wheels. So they cancel each other Wait, out. Regular cars. Well, some, I was thinking of just doors. wooden doors like that. No, no, all types of okay, doors. Okay, well the trunk about is all a door because it opens and shuts. No, I don't know. No, we call a trunk, trunk a door. Oh, who said Did that? Did you open the back door? The what? <laughs> the back it's door to your like, vehicle. It's called a boot you in a mean my trunk? So, Guys, but if it's a wheel to, that's to, in the back of the car, but it's just a spare tire, to, does that count as a wheel? I need to share yes, something funny with you guys. So on, on the Tesla, 
if you want to open the charging port, you can summon like the kind of Siri voice activation thing and you can say open butthole and it opens it up. <laughs> That's funny. It's pretty funny. It's pretty cool. <laughs> That's funny. But seriously though, doors are doors are wheels. Wheels. Doors. If it's all sorts and types of wheels. Team wheels. Kind of sounded Maybe. southern. Then There's wheels. all types of wheels. wheels. Tomato. Then wheels. Potassio ice cream. I don't really oh, right. know. Me, mama. How about neither? What about baked Have beans? Have you ever looked at a semi truck before? Bushes. You know how many semi trucks there are? <laughs> there are so many semi trucks. But yeah, there but are doors on the trucks. Yeah, Only two, two though. No. But yes. The back door. No, that's not a door. You that's don't. <laughs> but here's my thing. Every single uh, store, like grocery store, has all the refrigerator doors. Yeah, and all the carts. How many carts are there? But think of all the apartments. Think of places like Hong Kong and Japan where they have literally yeah, thousands in, of thousands I of homes stacked on top of each other. And they don't have cars because they, they all, all live have, in the inner city. Because they all ride a train or they ride bikes. Trains don't have wheels. But trains Last have, time I checked. What do they have? Bikes. It's but on they a rail. Spin. Tra- trains they don't are, spin. With no. No. Like, it's no. electric. It's, it's on like a rail. But think about I think there's still wheels. I think there's still wheels. Remy and I are like, no. I'm talking about like electric trains that are in the inner city. If you're talking about traditional trains that like are the old style, they still have to have wheels. No, they don't. They actually literally just metro. There's no wheel. It just slides. You ever been on a roller coaster before? No, he's right. There's once. There's a wheel underneath. It's like douche, douche. Like gotta be wheels on it still. There's gotta be wheels. I don't think they have wheels. But beyond that, there's still. I think there's still more doors in the world. There's I'm more look homes. Up, does the metro have a wheel? No. I don't think there's gonna be an answer for you. I don't think, it, <laughs> I don't think anyone's. Long story that short, up. doesn't really change. I still think it's here. doors, guys. I still think it's doors. Dude. I don't know where the world sits on someone this right now. Someone somewhere is going to do the math. But everyone thinks that it's well. Yeah, someone's doing it right now. That's for sure. Vsauce. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, the vehicle has wheels no. with rubber tires that run on holding pads inside. The guide bars, but they're not actual wheels. They're wheels. It said wheels. But they don't, they act as guiders. They're but not they're actual wheels. spinning wheels are like stoppers. Oh, I see. Well, cause so, yeah. so the Metro just glides? Yeah, bro. How That's does why that it's work? called the Metro glide system. Really? <clears throat> no. I mean, they don't, they're made I from steel. So. Yeah, steel wheels? If anyone was wondering. No, but see, there's the also, there's also toy Metro. houses. There's toy wheels. houses. With a bunch of doors. Yeah. There's definitely right? more Laundry toy mats. cars than toy houses. But think about how many doors there are per house versus the average person. I think like the average family. I think only owns like it's like one point like four cars or something. Well, and you think about every home. Think about every door in a house versus how many wheels are in a house. Like there's a bathroom door, back door, front door, bedroom doors, guest bedroom, office. Then think about how many wheels are inside that home. Wheels. Why are there wheels in the house for what? Sure. Think like okay, about but I have one students, rolling chair. The so long boards. Five or six. But I'm saying there's more the doors. Long boards. Right. I'm on You're your right. Side. Oh, okay. I thought you were trying to make a claim about no, the wheels. Remy, back me up. I'm on your side. No. Okay. All right. Not I even didn't you know guys that. can agree. You... <laughs> <laughs> it's falling apart. It's civil war. <laughs> I don't know. All right. We're gonna we're gonna put the Q and A question on the Spotify uh, thing where you can put your poll in and you can tell us if you think there's more cars. Or there's more wheels, or there's more, more cars, doors in the or more cars versus bushes baked beans. <laughs> cars. Versus what is with beans? Why do you keep bringing up beans? Bushes baked beans are so good. Beans, Yo, does she crave? Beans, is she craving fruit. some? The more you eat, the more you, you toot. <laughs> Connor was so happy. Is this about is this what you guys cheered in like eighth grade? Is this an eighth grade cheer you guys had? Yeah. 
Probably. My grandma taught me that. <laughs> I when think you were my grandma might have taught me that too. Actually, <laughs> you guys it was in grandma, grandma school. My nana. Teach your grandma. It was grand, in grandma school. Kids, the beans song. I wasn't taught that one growing up. When you came over for dinner. I was sheltered. Oh, we have beans. Hey, you actually lived with your grandparents your whole life. Did they teach you that? Yeah. My see. grandma thought potty talk they was failed. inappropriate. They failed. If we said I yeah. have to go pee, she would be like, <gasps> "We'd say I have to use the bathroom." Ah, so when you started being with Connor. Oh, it Connor, was bad. I had to tell him. She should have been over there. Grandma, I got a piss. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, I just took a massive dump in your bathroom. <laughs> Unleashed a load back there. You should have Y'all got it, it for Breeze? Because, man, that thing stank. Good thing I carry around. Taco Bell. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, we're having broccoli tonight? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> we literally had this go... <laughs> I can see my grave mistake, but we did have a conversation about Allie, broccoli in the car. Allie that does Allie it all the time, up. though, where the joke has been going for a long time, and she says like one more thing that where it's just not funny. Anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Wait, you misunderstood me. I didn't mean. I didn't mean that broccoli makes you fart. And I'm saying it makes you broccoli but it smells does make like it farts. That too. I don't think broccoli makes you fart. No, I think it broccoli does make smells beans. like broccoli, farts. I think broccoli makes farts. <laughs> I feel like we're a bunch <laughs> of like seven, like seven year olds on the podcast now. I'm talking. telling you, <laughs> which one makes you guys fart more? <laughs> the way everyone's like, yeah, beans. Yeah, talk about. And he's like broccoli. broccoli. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, that was good. Anywho, speaking right, of I'm gonna, families. Yeah, speaking of baked beans, doors in a house, families that and live in homes, division. <laughs> talking about division because we can't seem to to come Agreed. to an agreement. Conflict. Conflict. Between, we're talking about divorce today, guys. <laughs> if you haven't caught on to our really the cringy D-word. transition. Yeah, the... Divorce. <laughs> we, uh, we're talking about divorce. And uh, before we obviously talk about this, we got a few disclaimers because... We need to be on the same page about this because obviously it's a sensitive subject. Absolutely. Obviously, like in this room, Connor, you have divorced parents. Your parents are divorced. Okay. Well, I don't I don't know your full family story. I just know your grandparents have obviously been together. but I don't know a lot about that side. My mom and dad are divorced. Okay. So, oh, you're right. You're right. (laughs) Uh, So mom and dad are divorced. Your parents recently got divorced and my parents almost got divorced. And Guys, so, we're almost four job, for four. Parents. We're almost four for four. <laughs> <laughs> good job. Uh, shout right out mom and dad. Yeah. Shout out fam. Y'all keeping we're it real. I love you guys. <laughs> Which if you do the math, that means our marriages are doomed for failure. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> uh, so obviously like we, we all now. have had experience. Obviously like I haven't had full experience with divorce, but really close to it. Um, but most of us are aware that it's, it's like, it's becoming the normal now. It seems mm-hmm. to be right. Uh, I'll read some stats here in a minute about it. Some that are going to blow your guys' mind that I read, um, blow my mind. but like for some people, they might be, their parents might be going through a divorce right now, um, which is really hard. Uh, and so like our hearts go out to you guys that if your parents are going through something like that, like I think Christian can speak more into it than I even can. Yeah. It's tough. Um, for it's sure. hard. There's it's no way around it. Super tough. So our hearts are with you guys. Uh, and we pray that. Um, that if there's still a way out, we pray for that and then a miracle happens. And if not, we just pray for peace over it. Um, but, uh, we also are a bunch of one newly weds mm. and yeah, I mean, I got about 
13 whopping months of experience. So it's not like we're sitting on the, yeah, thank you. Thank you everyone. Thank you. Yeah. Not, not done yet. What's the point where, you know, you, you know, when people say like, Hey, I've been married for this many years and everybody's like, Oh, congratulations. <laughs> When's, when does that happen? I think 10 years yeah. when you hit the double digits. Other than that, don't even talk about it. Five? It's not an accomplishment. I know, I know a lot of I know a lot of couples that married for five years, and I'm like, cool. But when you're married for ten years, I'm like, whoa, you've been in the joint for a while. <laughs> um. So, anyways, uh, <laughs> ball and chain, ball and chain. <laughs> uh. So yeah, I think that uh, it's it's one we we've kind of talked about this on a couple of episodes, but one of the things that it seems like we unfortunately have to make a disclaimer about is that simply because we don't have the experience or we're not someone who's gone through it, that we're like discredited from being able to talk about it. Um, which I just want to rebuke that mindset because scripture talks about divorce. And so, um, I think that the, the direction we're going to go with this is more about like, what does scripture say about it? Um, and obviously we can't speak of like, Hey, if you're in the middle of going through divorce, this is what you just should do. Cause obviously like every situation is complicated and different and there are exceptions for divorce according to scripture. Um, and so we're not going to be making, we don't want to make blanket statements of like every single divorce is wrong and like, Oh, he's abusing you. Well, you shouldn't get a divorce. Like there's obviously scenarios where, um, like those kind of, uh, discernment, discernment and decisions have to be made. Um, for the sake of safety and for the relationship. Is this my guy? Yeah. My apologies. Didn't know I was doing that. <laughs> Idiot. <laughs> hey, why are you shaking it so hard though? <laughs> why are you leaning it up against the thing? It always leans up against the thing. Oh my God. I've been, I'm just going to hold it like this. This is my staff. <laughs> you shall not pass. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. I'm going to be honest. Singing Lord of the Rings. Let me say this really quick. Lord of the At Rings. the wedding, when we were doing the exchanging of the rings, I put the ring on his finger. I go, one ring to rue them all. And Connor didn't even hear me. I thought it was so funny. I was like, dang, mm-hmm. Con, you would have literally been like, oh. Yeah, even I heard it. Did you actually hear me no, say it? No, I didn't oh. hear you say it. <laughs> I was she like, so Connor, excited. that was good. Like, I you should have got me one with like writing on it if you put it in the fire. That'd be cool. <laughs> that is cool. I like that. Connor should have Connor should have been like, I'm not going to do it. Purchase bangs, his pockets. That was pretty good. That was pretty good. All right, guys, we are, we are so bad at this transition. Uh, point is, we, uh, we obviously know that every situation is different, so we're not going to take it from the angle of being able to speak into every one of those. We highly encourage that if you are someone, which I don't think most of our audience is dealing with the divorce right now, um, but we would encourage that if you are, to obviously seek good counsel and wise counsel from those around you, especially if you're involved with the church and seeking that leadership um, and those kind of things. But if you're someone that's going through it on that scale where your parents are going through it, we'll talk about that for sure. Um, but it's obviously a touchy subject subject. And uh, I one, one second. Yeah. Let me, let me say that if you are listening to the intro of this podcast and you're like, this does not apply to me. Um, I would highly disagree. Not saying because possibly your parents are going to get divorced because mine was completely out of the blue, had no idea. Um, but also because there's there's a really, really good chance that a lot of people around you and in your life are, if you're college age, have parents that are do, going through it right now um, and they're just not sharing it with you. That's something that I noticed when I first had everything go down is I started to share it with people who were close to me um, and I was you know decently close with. And, um, started to realize, oh, your parents are struggling in their marriage too, or like your parents are getting divorced. Like I had no idea. 
like the number of people who recently had experienced that or were going through it in the midst of it like I was. So that being said, it's, I think it's important to know about divorce and, and to grow a, I guess, a compassion muscle around that um, because it, it's just, Remy will talk about the statistics, but it's astounding. Yeah, no, 100%. I agree with that. Um, and you also, a lot of people don't, if, if you don't have a solid foundation on marriage, um, you might get into a relationship and uh, JP talks about this, right? When it comes to like dating and then breaking up and then dating again, it's like you're practicing divorce. It's because you're choosing when you don't want to commit anymore to just peace out. It's the same principles. Um, and so if you don't have a solid foundation on like what marriage is and a commitment to a relationship and your parents are someone who's gotten divorced, then you might see that as a potential option. Um, in the 95% of cases where it should not be an option. Those are the 5% can be an option. Those are obviously more specific, but for the majority of people that are just like, we fight a lot. We don't get along anymore. You know, we're busy. We fell out of love. That was, that's the thing that, sorry, that that pisses me off more than anything. (laughs) Yeah. Because when I actually got old enough to like ask my parents about it, because my parents got divorced, I was like three years old. So I don't remember it much. But when I got old enough to understand what it was and what happened, that was the, quote unquote, this excuse that I got, um, which is very frustrating. And it just, I don't necessarily blame my parents because they didn't really have a Christian worldview, like for marriage. But for people who do have that, like that is really frustrating. Yeah. Um, because it, it shows a, a misunderstanding of the whole concept and covenant, like marriage relationship. Yep. Um, and that was something that like, you know, me and Allie have talked about and like we even shared in our vows is like, it it doesn't change like our, our our relationship doesn't change when we feel like we don't love each other or things are difficult yep or it's hard to love you sometimes um and same with me like that doesn't mean we're gonna get divorced because we fell out of love or whatever it is mm-hmm. um so please don't make that excuse yeah. it's not a good one <laughs> yeah do you know what fell out of love stands for fool I know. The only reason I thought of that is because there's this song by Caleb Mitchell called Fool. And it's fell out of love. It's just it's it's a great song. It sounds it sounds awesome. (laughs) Such a good voice. Anyways. Love it. You and the songs. It's Friday, (laughs) then it's Saturday, Saturday, Sunday. Sunday. What? Did you guys, I told you guys I looked it up <laughs> and it was so awesome. Anyways, it's all right, so back to the facts, guys. You guys, oh my gosh, this, some of these are crazy. All right, so one of the more common ones that we all know is that 50% of, or almost, I believe 50% of divorces in America right now, uh, or 50% of marriages end in divorce. But what people don't realize is that the second marriage around has a 60% chance of divorce and your third marriage, 70% divorce. Um and I don't know why people aren't catching on with it. It's like, uh, clearly there's a commitment issue. If you think, oh, the second one didn't work, the third one's got to do it. <laughs> it's like, no, yeah, I, I don't know. Anyways, yeah. uh, next stat, every 42 seconds, there is one divorce in America. That blew Tough. my mind. That equates to 86 divorces per hour, 2,046 divorces per day, 14,364 divorces per week, and 746,971 divorces per year. There are nearly three divorces in the time it takes for a couple to recite their wedding vows. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) I told you it was going to blow your mind. 
when you guys did your vows, three people got divorced. Each. Probably more. Probably more. Because you guys were, were yeah, you guys' <laughs> vows were awesome and they were longer than two minutes, I think. So you guys probably had like 10 people get divorced by the time you committed your love to each other. It was other. our fault. <laughs> it was your fault. <laughs> Free. <laughs> Live broad television. We need to get you guys on there. Um, 430 divorces happen during the average wedding reception, which is five hours, which is, guys, isn't this crazy? Like, uh, the average, uh, uh, first marriage lasts eight years. That's about the average that, that studies show for how long it takes for the first divorce to happen. Uh, and then between that and the next remarriage, it's about three years. The average age of divorce right now is 30 years old. Um, and then there are, uh, there's a bunch of percentages. This is, this is the worst part. So it says, uh, lack of commitment is the most common reason given by divorcing couples. According to a recent national survey it says that lack of commitment, uh, accumulated for 73% of divorces or it's at least 73% because obviously this doesn't add up to 100, but this is just like a reason why. And that was the most common up that came up was lack of commitment. Then it was argued too much, but then the third one was infidelity. And then after that, married too young. And then after that, lack of equality in relationship, lack of preparation in marriage, which both are around like the 40% range. Um, the other ones are in like the four, high 40s or the mid 50s. Uh, and then <clears throat> domestic violence or abuse accounted for about 25%, which is still freaking huge. That's crazy. Are you kidding me? Like one in four relationships involve domestic abuse. Like that, that angers me. Um, but like you look at that list. And what people are saying, and uh, and by the way, uh, I didn't put this this stat on there, but one of the things showed that about thirty percent of uh, divorces are from believers, like evangelicals, Catholics, that kind of thing. <clears throat> so, like, even in like this isn't just from the world. So, from the world's perspective, obviously, like they we should expect them to do this kind of stuff. This is the kind of things where obviously, if they don't have that value of marriage because of what Scripture says, and they don't hold that as their standard then we don't care what they do, right? Like they can go get married and remarried and remarried and do it all over again, do whatever they want. They're just living in sin. That's the way we naturally are. But when you're a believer and like that accounts for a good percentage is because of lack of commitment or argue too much or infidelity and, and infidelity is a reason, but like, why does it get to that point? And like finding the roots for those kind of things is like the bigger question, right? Um, but it just, it baffles me like how many divorces are happening. Like when I read those stats about like in the time it takes for a couple to do their wedding vows, how many people get divorced? I, I choked. I was like, are you kidding me? Like that's ridiculous. So point is divorce is massive. And uh, I don't think it's going away anytime soon unless we seem to figure out our crap here in America. And that's, these are just stats about America. I think divorce is actually worse in other countries as well. Some of the other bigger countries um, but I do know that commitment in arranged marriages is better than it is from dating relationships that are more traditional here in America. Um, but I think that where I wanted to kind of start with this episode is, uh, would love to just like hear you guys and your experience of kind of growing up with divorced parents and like how that has played into, cause I think that that's going to be more relatable than like you shouldn't get divorced. Cause obviously I think that we're all like most people that are going to be listening to this podcast are probably gonna be on the same page about divorce, right? Like we don't need to make a huge case for why you shouldn't get divorced. Obviously when you're in the situation and in the matter of it, 
it's a lot different. But like you even said it yourself, Connor, like your parents weren't believers at the time or didn't have a strong faith. I don't know if your parents did or not. And I know that for your parents, it wasn't necessarily equally yoked. And so like that does play a factor into those things. And so I don't think that like our, um, our people that are listening to this are looking for like, hey, I need to be convinced that I shouldn't be getting a divorce. But I think that more often than not, a lot of us have experienced parents that have been divorced and maybe are going through it more recently. And I think that that would be way more valuable for people to learn and just kind of hear from you guys, like what it's been like for you guys and kind of how you've worked through that. Um, cause I can't speak a whole lot on it. Cause obviously my parents aren't divorced, but we got, it was pretty dang close for us. So it got hard for a while. They were, they were separated for about a year plus. And it wasn't until like right before my wedding that they chose to commit back to each other. If you guys remember the little dance that they did and stuff. Um, so like it was close, but nowhere near where you guys grew up since you were three years old having that. I don't know if it was from birth or if it was a little bit older than that when it happened, but I would just love for you guys to just take the floor, all three of you, and just kind of share what it's been like. Yeah. I think before I share my experience, I think like just hearing like all those stats and stuff that you shared, how, like how it should instill, like, even if it, if you already didn't have, but like a foundation of how important like a, a right view of marriage is because obviously you don't want to become one of those statistics, but I think more often than not, like when there isn't an understanding of like, like, I feel like sometimes like, like divorce can be like a huge thing, like down family lines too, because at least for me, like in my experience, um, growing up with divorced parents, it was really easy for me to be like, yeah, it wasn't too bad, you know, because I, I didn't really remember it a whole lot. Um, but something that was like really hard was not having a, a good example of a godly marriage in my, my life, like in growing up like that. Um, and so I had to find that in a a totally different, like family friend, like the Jensen's, um, because my mom and my dad, like I didn't have an example of like, oh, this is what a godly marriage covenant looks like. And so that showed in like a lot of decisions that I made like in high school um, and like not having like somebody to teach me or to even like look at my parents and be like, I can learn from this and like know that it is right in the way that the Lord wants us to to have a covenant relationship with each other. And so when you don't have that, it definitely shows, um, especially when when your parents aren't aren't strong believers um, and when you're not growing up, like being taught those things. And so that was the biggest thing for me. Like, obviously, I don't wish divorce upon any, you know, child or upon any parents. But like it, w- it was easier for me, I guess, like easier in quotations to like have it happen in my early like years um, than like like with Christian when it just happened recently, like I feel like there's different, you know, there's different ramifications for both of those things, but either way, it's obviously a terrible thing for, for everybody involved. Um, but the biggest thing for me growing up was like me and my brother, you know, we didn't live at the same house, like throughout the week, like we switched houses, you know, every couple days, um, which was normal to us, but that doesn't mean that it was a great thing. You know, we didn't want that to happen. Um, and so I always felt like I had like a, a to-go bag, like with all my clothes and like my toothbrush and all those things I needed for school because like I would be switching houses like every couple of days or every weekend or whatever, um, which just isn't the way, you know, God wants it to be. Um, so that, that was hard for sure because even though it's normal, it doesn't make it, make it okay. 
Um, and I feel like sometimes when you are a child of divorced parents, you can look around and be like, oh, you know, you can almost find like peace, like a fake, a false sense of peace of being like, okay, I'm not the only one who's going through this. So that makes it better in some twisted kind of way, which is terrible that it's so, so prevalent that we could find like, find peace in like other people also having divorced parents, um, which is just really weird. But yeah, Allie has a crazy story for her, for her family. <laughs> I wouldn't say crazy. Um, but yeah, it's definitely unique because again, like my parents weren't really believers either. Um, granted that even how my mom met my dad, I'm like, that should have been a red flag. But, um, was it at a club? It was in prison. <laughs> Not the same. <laughs> um, Not the arguably same. worse than the club. <laughs> but, um, again, kind of similar to Connor, like, I guess I think differently than you though, in the same way of mine did happen when I was younger and I don't really remember like my parents together. But I wouldn't then say like, oh, Christians was worse or less because I went my whole life without a mom and dad um, and I had grandparents, you know, um, but I also wouldn't trade my life for anyone else's. Um, my life was great. I had a great childhood. I just missed things, um, but they weren't missed. They were just had to be done differently. Um, so I didn't feel the same way Connor did growing up. You know, he was definitely absent with a father role. Um but mine was, they got divorced when I was probably, let's see. Well, they weren't married when they had my sister. They got Is married. Is your sister older than you? Yeah, she's How much 24. Older? Two okay. and a half years. So my mom got pregnant. was like, oops. Um, then when my grandparents were away on a cruise, she married my dad in a courthouse just to do that, to kind of spite them. Um, got pregnant with me, and she wanted nothing to do with my father. Uh, police ran out of the situation because it was not great. Uh, she divorced him and then she left. She ran. Um, he was arrested and put in prison again. And that was her way of escaping um, that. And she did the only thing she knew to do. Um, her therapist even recommended she leave us behind, uh, my sister and I, with my grandparents um, because she couldn't take care of us. She was not, you know, equipped to do so. I mean, she was scared. Um I don't blame her, never have, but she left me and my sister in the greatest place she could have. Um, I grew up with my grandparents as my mom and dad. Um, third grade Allie would have actually never even known the difference until people started pointing out their age. And I was like, oh, why are my parents so much older? We never called them mom and dad. They were grandma and grandpa, but I didn't understand. Um, but that's really kind of my childhood was, again, I don't have horror stories. There was a lot of tricky dynamic of when my dad got out of jail and tried to come back into my life. There's a lot of things that were uncovered that I was um, so graciously sheltered. Um, my grandma sheltered me from a lot, which I, looking back, appreciate. Um, but my childhood was great. I don't really have, my story is horrendous. When people ask like, oh, like your mom and dad, I'm like, no, like my mom is my mom, but she was not my mom growing up. I didn't know her as that. Um, it was my grandma. She took care of me. She did all the money, all the bills, drove us to school, stuff like that. But it affected my family. Um, not really affected me so much until like wedding came along. Then it was like, well, I don't have a dad um, to do those things with. But my grandpa stepped into that. 
um, Father's Day, Father's Dances. It was Grandpa Day, Grandpa Dances for me. Um, September 13th, maybe? Uh, Grandparents Day, favorite day of the year. Um, <laughs> but it, I, again, don't want to make it sound like it affected me because, honestly, I didn't know a difference. Um, I think it affected my grandparents more than me. Maybe even my sister more because she had recollection of my dad. I never even knew who my dad was until later on. Um, but divorce sucks. And it is a selfish thing, I think. Um, not to compare the two. I don't mean to trigger anyone. But like suicide is a very selfish thing. Yeah. Um, I can't blame someone who's ever done it because I've never been there. Um, same with divorce. I can't blame people for wanting to escape. Um, but it's sad that when you have kids with someone... That's right. If you're just you two and you get divorced, I don't care what you do. Yeah. But when you brought a child in this world and you want to just dip, my brain can't wrap around yeah. the heartache and the, and my mom can attest to that. Like the decision she made that she has to recover and how hard that is for her. Like my heart hurts for her having to do that. Like even at my wedding, like having to navigate, I'm Allie's mom. And everyone's like, who are you? Like it's, that's hard. Yeah. Um, and she so graciously did that. But it is a tough thing, divorce. Did uh, did either so a lot of divorced uh, like kids in divorced homes, especially when they're young enough to know that mom and dad are separating, but not old enough to understand why the real situation. Why a lot of them blame themselves for it, or they think that they're a part of the problem, and they put a lot of that weight on themselves. Was that something that either of you guys really experienced? It doesn't sound like you might have experienced that, Allie, but I mean, it was maybe. more of like a when my mom left. It was more like when my sister left because my sister left with her like eventually. It was more of like a what, why were my sister and I so bad that my mom had to leave? Mm -hmm. Like were we just so awful? But I was only three. Maybe I was two. I don't even remember. But it's like I had thoughts of what did I do wrong? I never thought of my dad. Again, didn't even know the man. It was more of I can't believe I drove my mom away. When I was older, I started thinking those thoughts. Um, they didn't sit long because my grandma is a very firm believer and I think that's not to bash Connor's family life, but I think that's the biggest difference is I grew up in a very Christ-centered household to where I was covered in love. I didn't realize there was an absence. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if Connor felt the same way of that. Um, I think, I don't know. I think my mom did a great job of like filling in, um, of, like being, like my mom, you He's know, a rock star. is a great single mom stephanie like she's a stud but at I the same Steph. time like i wish that she didn't have to do that yeah and like even now like my mom's been divorced twice and so like i love my mom so much and she's done so much for me and like my brother my sister um but at the same time like it gives me it gives me almost like trust issues of like like for her sake of like okay she's now like going on dates with this other guy now and like he's a great guy, but he's not necessarily like a strong Christian believer, and so like automatically I'm like, okay, this is the largest reason why the last two marriages did not work, and so it's hard for me to support that with her and with the new guy, um, even though he's a great person. Like I just understand, um, and I have obviously you know experience of like, okay, why why am I to believe that this this now would work, and so. I think even even in that case, like that's what some things that divorce, um, like some of the some some of the ramifications um, that comes with it is like like trust issues with with parents and with kids, 
Um, and even like I'm old enough now to understand most of that stuff. Um, and it just makes it more difficult to be like supportive of, of your family in that way. Um, and now even like on my dad's side, um, like, I don't want to, I don't want to bash anybody, but at the same time, it's like, you know, it's hard, it's hard to, to, to get divorced and then to get remarried. Um, but you see like nothing's really changed like in those people. And so then it's like, okay, how did we expect anything to be different now? You know? (laughs) So, and it's frustrating as a kid to be like, almost like, okay, I'm the one who has to be mature in this situation. Like, why can't you guys see the same thing that everybody else is seeing? Right. Um, and so it's a difficult situation and it's something obviously that the Lord does not want for us. Well, yeah. I feel like with divorce too, like you and I both can sit here and be like, it's never like sat with us of like, oh my gosh, like this sucked. Our lives were so like, I've never heard you complain about your childhood, your life. Cause your mom was so awesome. And I mean, your dad did his best too. I think the thing that like we both have in common is like now you have trust issues and I have abandonment issues. Like, even getting married, I, like, cried to Connor. I was like, I don't know why you're picking. Like, it's weird to me that, like, my parents who signed my birth certificate didn't stay, but you are signing a marriage license, and you think I'm going to believe that you will, too. Mm. Like, that was so hard because I'm like, well, that didn't work. Mine was more of the leaving thing, less of they didn't love each other. I get over that, but they didn't want me, and that hurt. Totally. So with him, it's more of, like, the, the love thing that Connor's. And, I mean, he's told his mom. He's like, Mom, you are literally the best. You don't need anyone. But, you know, she's a woman and desires that. She deserves that. That's hard for him as a son. I've talked to him too. Like, I've never seen my mom date. What's that like to watch your mom date? Yeah. Um. But, yeah, I do like that we, neither of us are like, what was me with our childhood? Because we both had pretty great childhoods, I would say. Totally. But now <clears throat> another, we have to reap the consequences. Yeah. I think another side of divorce that can be really hard um, is when you get thrown into the mix of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think sometimes parents either try their best or they kind of don't care when it comes to like involving the kids when it comes to something like a divorce. Mm. Um, and so Christian, I know this is something that's been a lot more recent for you. And I do know that you were somewhat involved getting both sides of the story and just kind of hearing from it and kind of how that all went down. I know it was a lot, but would just love for you to just kind of share what it was like kind of going through that. Cause I think we're getting, we're getting the experience of someone that was almost pretty much born into like divorce um, and then we've also seen the side of someone who's, uh, just recently now gone through it being older. And so I think that that really can help maybe benefit someone that's listening that might be going through it too. and doesn't really know how to work through that. Cause I don't know. I don't know how to do it. I can't, I can't speak into that, but you yeah. can. Um, so really quickly before I start, I need to take note to the airport. So we need to leave it. <laughs> I need to leave from my house at nine. Okay. Um, Sounds so good. we can. I can talk for like 10 minutes and then we really need to leave. Hey, sounds good, bro. Um, so it's, um, yeah, I mean, first and foremost, if I didn't have a relationship with the Lord, I couldn't, I probably wouldn't really be able to talk about something like this the way that I do with people. Um, I'm pretty open with like everything that happened. Um, the only thing that would like really hold me back from saying stuff would be, like getting permission from my parents to talk about things or, or whatever the case may be. Um, yeah, for, for the divorce that my parents got. So it was, uh, it was completely 
unexpected, completely out of the blue. Um, if you had ever followed me on Instagram or like knew me and my relationship with my family, very, very close with all of them. Um, and so, and I I don't say that just like, Oh yeah, we're super close. Like, like me and my sister talk super often and she, me and her hang out one-on-one. I hang out one-on-one with my mom and we just, we just hang out. Like she, they're both my friends. My dad is also my friend. My dad doesn't live in Arizona. Um, so I don't hang out with him like as much as I, I used to. Um, but so I, I just, I preface that, um, with those things because I was, I was very close with my mom, my dad, my sister, and none of us had any idea that this was, that the divorce was going to happen. Um, it was completely out of the blue. Um, I don't, I don't know if it's like super appropriate to detail like the specific situation. Um, but yeah, it was, it was completely out of the blue. So, um, a bit traumatic, um, for me, I know, um, that my, my experience with the divorce and its effect on my life was mitigated by the fact that I had already lived outside of the house for a few years. Mm. Um, so I had already started a life away from my family and kind of separated from like the day to day things. Um, and so it definitely affected my sister a lot more than it did me. Um, and you know, you mentioned like the parents not wanting the kids to get caught in the middle of the divorce. Both my parents' parents were divorced. Um, and that was the last thing that they wanted to do was get divorced. That the circumstances of what happened, um, was kind of like a, it was, it was like, there was like a biblical reason to get divorced for one. Um, and so, yeah, so they got divorced and, and even though both of them, like the last thing that they want to do is cause pain to me and my sister, there's still circumstances and situations. Even one that came up last week where, where there was like communications and things with money or whatever the case may be, that just complicates things. Um, and a lot of that just has to do with timing and stuff like that. And, um, yeah, I'm trying to figure out what to talk about. Uh, how did you get through it to be okay? That's good. That's great. So when I first heard about it, um, that was tough. That was really tough. Um, yeah, I just, I just got a FaceTime out of the blue and it was like, Hey, I need to tell you something. And then it was just, just like all this stuff that happened. Um, and it was just like, boom, right on me. Um, and then I immediately left, um, where I was, I was at the apartment I was living at and drove straight to this mountaintop place that I go to, to spend time with the Lord. Um, and on the way over, just like, yeah, I guess the circumstances of it, it was very, uh, it's very emotional. Um, yeah, yeah, it was gnarly. Um, anyways, 
drove to this mountaintop and immediately texted a group chat of, I don't know, I think it was like 16 guys. It was like, hey guys, um, something like really terrible just happened to my family. I just need you guys to be praying. Um, so that was the first thing I did. And then I just put my phone away and just started um, reading the Bible. And I, I don't remember what I read. I think I might have read Psalms or something like that. Um, and then, so that was like at one o'clock, but at 3.30, around 3.30, I had organized a group of people to get together and create um, homeless care kit bags <laughs> um, with like this Instagram page that I started and stuff. And so I, uh, I just, you know, went to school and um, did it. I like led the whole thing and organized it so that we could go through and it was, it was kind of funny. I, I mean, immediately off the bat, I was just like super honest with everyone. It's like, Hey guys, um, today's by far worst day of my entire life. Um, but super glad that you're here. Let's just <laughs> go and do this. And, uh, what a pal <laughs> and, uh, you know, go and buy stuff. And so, I don't know, I guess it was nice that I could get my mind off of it for a little bit and, uh, do something really cool. Um, I think that was probably helpful to like, just be doing the most selfless thing that I could, could do, um, in, in the moment, just like creating bags for homeless people. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, I did that. And then what did um, that do though for you? Did it really help? Uh, was it a distraction or like, did you really find serving in those, in that moment to really help with what you were going through? Um, it was, it was probably more of a, <clears throat> probably more of a distraction mm -hmm. at that time. I mean, that, that was just like, I've been shot with a bullet wound. Let me look at, let me not stare at the wound. Let me just look at something else for a second yeah. while the pain starts to settle in. Sort but of thing. something that speaks of your heart, Christian, too, is like after your parents' divorce, like I'm not saying immediately after, but like mm -hmm. maybe a month or so, you started your Instagram story of gentle reminders. Yeah, um, actually that, that might've been the day of or the day after. Okay, I was like, it was very soon. Yeah. And you... Like I raved about how the fact, like even though you're going through like one of the worst things in your life, like you wanted other people to sit and be happy. Like you wanted to remind them of sweet things. Like mm -hmm. you didn't just keep that for yourself. And like that's what we're called to do. And I thought that was so cool that the Lord was giving you gentle reminders mm -hmm. and you weren't just keeping them for yourself and your sorrow. You're like, look, I don't know where anyone else is at, mm -hmm. but I like that's something that you also took the time to do. Yeah, totally. So um, yeah, I mean, really the days following that was just, it was terrible, Yeah, but it was also really good. Um, and I feel like I, I went through that whole very emotional turmoil period of time. Um, I mean that my parents, so found out that my parents were going to get divorced. Mm -hmm. Um, something was unveiled, came out and then they're like, okay, we're getting divorced. And then two and a half weeks later they were divorced. And so you know, not only was it unexpected that they were going to get divorced, it was quite immediate when the papers right. were signed, right. like literally two and a half weeks later, which never happens, never, never, ever happens. Like anyone I've talked to has never heard of that before. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, for me, biggest things was just reading the Bible. I just would, would go on campus and find a spot and just read the Psalms. Um, and, um, that was, yeah, that was really good. And then I, I told as many people that were close to me, like when I could see them in person, I just spilled the beans and said, 
what I could about what was happening because I needed to express that to people and let people know what was happening right. so that they could be praying for me. Um, and yeah, gentle reminders was, was a really cool thing that came from that um, and has bore a lot of fruit afterwards. Um, it, it really was just like me being like, oh man, I, I need this for myself. I'll just may as well do it to Instagram as well. Um, and so, yeah, and it, it really was, I I immediately got, um, a counselor at GCU. I did like three sessions and it was virtual and it did nothing for me, but (laughs) I took the steps to get a counselor. Um, and if I really felt like I needed it, I could pursue other avenues to get better counseling. Um, but yeah, and then I don't know other things that were complicated and complicate things is like the living situations at the time. My my mom and sister were in Oregon, um, my dad was in Alaska, and it's just and the speed at which it all happened and um yeah yeah I don't know what else to really should refrain from but um. Yeah, I think I think me being away from the family was was very helpful for me. Um, but in so having that privilege, I also realize and continue to realize that I need to be someone who like shelters my sister from a lot of the consequences of the divorce in a way. Yeah. Um and play the role of like big brother, like hey, there just there are circumstances and things that happen um communications that need to be had between my my parents that that in one way or another they end up getting me and my sister into the mix and so we're getting better at like hey mom or dad like that needs to be communicated you need to bring that to me and not into a group chat with carly in it too sort of things and there's a lot of just complications and different stuff but moral of the story Man, my relationship with the Lord, like Jesus, was my rock through it all, through and through. Um, could not have gone through that as joyfully as I did mm-hmm. um, without the Lord, as well as experience forgiveness towards people within that circumstance to even a fraction of what I have already forgiven and, and moved on from. Um yeah. I mean, it's, I don't know. I, I feel like it, I feel like the Lord just guided me and, and led me through things. Um, and I also sought wise counsel from people who were, um, that I knew were like pastors at a church or, um, counselors that I'd just be like, Hey, I need to talk to you. Um, and just go hang out with them and tell them everything that's happening and get advice when I could. One of the hardest things I think about going through something like that is you desire so much to like be able to control the situation Mm -hmm. and like feel like you can change it. Um, But for you having to learn and realize that like you can't control that. Yeah, not at all. Was that really like, was that something that you kind of like you'd known the idea of like control and being able to like let things go and surrender to God? Or was that something that like hit you like a brick wall? Yeah, so this is probably the last thing I can say and then we need to bounce. Sure. Um, but, uh, man, the biggest lesson that I learned 
through that whole circumstance, not only just like my parents getting divorced in general, but the specific circumstances that were in that is that every single day for about two weeks, two to three weeks, basically from the day I found out they were getting divorced to when it finally happened, I found out what it, what I feel like, what it really, really means to trust the Lord. Because there were a lot of questions um, and people in my family seeking advice from me that I just, I couldn't give them an answer. And it was, there were no answers to what could be, what was the right move to make um, and the right, yeah, the right action to take. And, and I had to basically be like, Hey, like I have no idea what the answer is, but what I do know is that this is the option that the Lord has given to us. And so, or these are the two options and either one that we take, like just do it with fear and trembling and trust in the Lord. And then the rest is up to him. Like it did not matter at all what, what we chose to do. Every outcome was dictated by circumstances outside of our control. We just had to trust Jesus. Um, and that was huge for me. Like I'd never had to trust in the Lord in that way where it felt like the the, the consequences would affect my life forever. And I just, I just couldn't come up with any rational decision. And I'm a, very rational guy um i would say and so not being able to like figure out the solution to the problem was like i just had to throw my hands up into the air trust jesus love it man so there's uh there's i think three things that i i got from that that were kind of the things that helped you through it Mm -hmm. um the first was community Mm -hmm. it sounds like that was the very first thing you did i remember that text getting that and you weren't specific at all you were just like hey guys some huge happened in my family huge prayers and we were all just like trying to call you being like bro what's going on like talk to us and you're like dude i can't talk to anybody right now and so it took a little bit of time for us to all learn about it but like reaching out to community was your first step and that became a consistent step for you along that whole process and so community man i don't know how many times we have to say it on this podcast just like how important community is and especially like imagine if you were in a relationship like we talked about in our last podcast where you get pulled away from that community because you've now prioritized that individual relationship mm-hmm. and imagine going through something like that with only one person by your side versus having so many different guys that can speak into your life and just be by your side to listen and just kind of yeah. um, be there for you and be present. I can't imagine what that'd be like. The other one was uh, serving, which um, <clears throat> I think we'll do a podcast episode on it later about the whole concept of serving because Scripture talks about it a lot, but it's powerful with how we get through a lot of things because it's selfless. When we think about things that are selfish and all about us and around our world, things like anxiety come up, things like problems seem to come up. Things are a lot bigger than they are, but when you serve and you focus on others, it really helps. And so I think that that's something huge that you've done. And that's partially through like the gentle reminders, but also through the things that you were doing with the homeless ministry. And still, I, I've, you didn't talk about it a whole lot, but just a lot of other things that you were serving in along with that, um, that I think you could probably easily speak into that really definitely helped with just focusing on other people and focusing Mm. on less about your problems, even though they exist, doesn't do anything to like keep adding like worry onto that, but like focusing on other people. And the last one was obviously God's word. 
Yeah, dude. Like 100% meditating on it. Yep. Day and night, just spending time with God. And I can't speak from experience, but what I can say is that I've got to witness uh, how you've gone through this. And um, I don't know. Obviously, we don't know other outcomes, but I think that the way you've handled it is really wise and uh, definitely builds testimony. So if anyone is going through this, um, I think that you're you're someone that's rock solid with being able to share. And and obviously, like, it's not always going to be an easy answer. Sometimes it just takes time for things. But like taking that time and spending less time worrying and spending more time just focusing on your relationship with God brings so much more life to it and really speaks into the whole James chapter one, verse three of count it all joy, my brothers and sisters, when you face trials, mm-hmm. you're like, I hate this verse right now. I don't want to count it joy. So I love that, man. Thank you so much for sharing. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> we can talk all about this. I think there's a lot more to it, but I think that this is a great episode just to kind of share uh, your guys' experience with this um, and just kind of what it's, what it's been like growing up in it. And obviously we know all about, we've talked about it with this relationship series of just um, what it looks like to actually like desire a relationship, but what it looks like to be in a relationship and go into something like marriage and how serious it is. Um, maybe we'll do another episode on it. Maybe we'll get to it another day, but uh, I hope that this was so much somewhat beneficial for you guys in your walk with Christ. Um, and even if it's not like Christian said, relatable to you right now, you never know what it can be for someone else or, you know, someone else that's going through it. Um, Christian, I think, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think one of the biggest things that you probably desired when you were going through the situation was just having love and support and community around you that were just, you knew they were there for you if you ever needed anything. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think my encouragement for anybody out there that's maybe knowing someone's going through it is just offering a, a helping hand, whatever that looks like, or just a listening ear just for what they're going through. Cause you never know what kind of weight that they're feeling and the pressure of it. Um, and you don't know what stage they might be at, but offering that, I can't imagine that that wasn't something that you probably really needed in that process that made it a lot easier speaking, just hearing from your talk about community. But other than that, um, we, uh, yeah, I think that can wrap it up. Thanks you guys for sharing. I know it's a lot of like vulnerability to talk about those kind of things of what you guys have gone through with that. Um, and obviously it can be hard to not go full force into like details. And so <clears throat> being hesitant and just being cautious about what sharing, what to share and what not to share. Um, I appreciate you for what you have shared. Yeah. So thank you guys for being vulnerable on this episode and uh, yeah, we'll catch you guys in the next episode. Yeah. And Ooh. if you want to clip this and put it in the beginning, yeah. um, just due to my like uh, experience with divorce, my parents got divorced in April um, and you want like, one-on-one conversation about this you're going through it yourself um you know someone who is um if you want to hear more details then we're discussed publicly on the podcast um more than willing to hop on a conversation hop on a call facetime meet up and talk about it um because the lord's going to use my parents divorce for uh, his glory and part of that might just be a conversation with you and me so love feel that. free to reach out to me heck yeah bro I'll put your phone number in the details. Uh, make sure you guys like this podcast. Leave a review for us. Just hit a little star button on a little Spotify. If you're out like there, it. just ready real quick. One, two, three. Boop. Like million boom, million stars. Done. One million stars. That's the goal. We love you guys. Thank you so much for supporting. If you want to support us in other ways, you can check out our shop at askuswhyshop.com. If you haven't seen, we've dropped our new Fishers of Men hat, and you've probably seen some of our apparel that we have dropped to as recently. Uh, but just go ahead and head over to the shop, and you can support us that way. But if not, just share this podcast if you believe it was beneficial for you or it can be for someone else that maybe you know is going through this. Um, and with that being said, we will catch you guys in the next episode. See ya. Peace. Peace out. Peace out.